Hey, everybody. This is the Spongeworthy Podcast. I'm Zach Hillman. And I'm Daryl Williams. And today we'll be talking about Season 5, Episode 20, The Hamptons. And of course, we're talking with the ever-fabulous, ever-entertaining Kate Raft. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. What a delight. Why, why did that elicit a laugh? She is delightful. <laughs> she is fabulous. Sorry. They, they, them. They, them. They, them. Yes. They are very fabulous. <laughs> they are very delightful. Excuse us all. Uh, I, I, I always hate correcting my pronouns on a compliment because it's like, I, I know. It. I want to get apologize. the compliment. That's why it's important. I want to get the compliment right. And every every time you get it wrong, you do actually owe me two more compliments. So. <laughs> this is quite the preamble. I hope our hate crime didn't put you off from sticking around through the theme song, everybody. <laughs> Sponge worthy? She said I wasn't sponge worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge worthy. I think I'm very sponge Sponge worthy? The sponge worthy podcast. Sponge worthy. It is a hate crime. And you're all going to, to hate hate jail. Right. Is it is it a misunderstanding crime? Is that I mean Mm-mm. maybe hate crime's a bit strong, but I No, hope- it's a it is a hate crime and <laughs> <laughs> it is, oh god and it's i fine. feel like uh when people say hey you that's way worse that's then miss mm, <laughs> then miss like pronoun no it's I don't not, know. It's not. <laughs> oh no you can't you can't say I'm gonna, that i'm gonna defer to kate's judgment on this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I assume they're a little more informed than I am. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, shithead? Yeah, that's probably worse. I'd be. I'd rather be called a shithead than she. Really? One of <laughs> one of them is more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like you actually know me. This is great. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you see me. Like you really see me. <laughs> right. Right. I feel seen and heard being yeah. called a shithead. Yeah. I'm actually validated. I'm validated by that. You don't know. Probably my, pronouns are, my pronouns are they them shithead actually that's, that's, that's the third one that's so all-inclusive i love it I love yeah, you've got all your bases covered there that's great well uh kate <laughs> you and i have known each other so long um, so long i know this is this is really a trip to have you on the podcast thank you for coming on so great to get you how are you doing i am just fine. I'm just fine. I would say I'm great, but it would be a lie. It would be <laughs> you don't need to lie. You don't need to lie. lie to our listeners. Right. I'm just after- not. I'm doing fine. You know, I, I just um I had a very chill Saturday. Right on. Got an iced coffee earlier. Ooh. Played with some clay. That's fun. Uh, and I made a couple little sculptures. So very chill. Oh, nice. Very chill. Very cool. Kate, yeah. in a, in addition to being a super funny comedian. Uh, also a really talented visual artist as well. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I I trip out on the uh, the psychosexual surrealism. Is that fair enough to <laughs> yes, say? Yes, <laughs> that's my brand. Okay, okay. I was hoping that you would you would hear that and feel confident. Yes, no, and yeah. that's that's one that's one of the compliments we owe. Thank you. you. Yeah, um, so just one more, and we're and we're square. Hate crime erased. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So, um, 
Yeah, and then you've been doing um, all of the all of the pop star stuff, all of the yellow stuff. Yeah, yellow star. I have like some music out on Spotify. Right on. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so great to have you. Um, and we uh, we traditionally ask our guests, "What's your experience with Seinfeld? Are you a super fan? Did you never really watch the show? Where do you fall?" I watched it on TV as a kid. Mm-hmm. Famously a millennial, not Gen Z. Right. Mm-hmm. So you watched it during like syndication or like yeah, the first I watched, airing? No, I remember watching like the series finale right. live because that was like a big deal. Yeah, Wait, sure. And I was old enough at that point. Yeah, it was 98. Yeah, so I was eight when that happened. And then um, I must have, I watched it in syndication all the time though. Right. And then, but I wasn't like, I don't think I've done like a proper like adult rewatch like as an adult besides just like the occasional episode here and there. I just rewatched like the first five episodes when I was hanging out with my dad and my half brothers in Texas like a couple months ago. That's and cool. that that was one of the, the kids. My half brothers are kids. They're like uh, 10 and 11 or something. Oh, that's crazy. And they were in and they, they, they loved it. it. They yeah. loved it. They were like cackling. They loved it. The um, first five episodes they were cackling at. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I don't I, I didn't want to start at season one, but my <laughs> dad was like, Caitlin, we got to start from the beginning. OK, good to watch yeah. all the episodes. You know, my dad's like, of course, you know. Sounds very know. authoritative. Uh, he's a thick. He's a very thick Brooklyn accent. Um, <laughs> that lives in Texas. He d- yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Complicated fellow. I was gonna say. <laughs> you know, he's he's, all like, he's not hey, just one thing. He's not just horses. No. Get over here. My dad's a multifaceted creature. You know, he's very strange. I ain't never started Seinfeld without starting at episode one, season one. It was so weird. Also, like, this has nothing to do with Seinfeld, but my dad would not stop talking to me about how much he loves Euphoria and how I have to watch Euphoria. No, you don't. I was like, I don't want to watch Euphoria, but not especially with your dad. I can't believe my he made me watch the first episode with him. And I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's almost like watching softcore porn with you. I know it was so (laughs) gross of him. I was like, dad, this is so embarrassing. Also, he's like basically deaf. My dad is really hard of hearing. Mm -hmm. And so he watches Euphoria on (laughs) on mute with just the closed captions, Mm -mm. which is like. That's, and with no lights on, I feel like the like show is like dark. it's like known for its music or whatever. So, it's just so your like, dad, it's, your dad was basically like, "Hey, Kate, let's read erotica together." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's not great. He's, it's not next, great. he's like, "Hey, have you heard of Sex Life? It's really cool." <laughs> oh my god, not great, not great. So, um, so you're a huge fan, obviously. Uh, you, I would assume, like these episodes for this week. Hey, I had some chuckles. <laughs> it doesn't like a hundred percent hold up. Like there's right. some, there's some like stuff where I'm like a little cringed out, but like there's, yeah, I could understand. You know? But mostly, like, yeah, I think Seinfeld's great. Like, it's just like a classic. I um, I know this is my name drop. Oh, I'll do it. I'll, I already started doing it, so I'll do it. Yeah. I one of my teachers in college was uh, a writer for Seinfeld. Cool. Wait, and then, ooh, you want to name drop that? Or? Char- Charlie Rubin. Cool, yeah. He, oh, wrote, he like famous. He would always talk about how he wrote the marine biology episode. Oh, I love that great episode. It's a great, it's a great one. And then he um wrote some other ones too. And then when I when I was a writer's PA at The Simpsons, I um, got to know Max Pross and Tom Gamble, who 
are That's like dope. Just like so. It must have been a nice. really cool experience. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. Great PA job. Very chill. Sure. Everyone's very nice. I assume. I, I assume that they're just like, hey, we've been doing this for thirty-three years. No one's ever going to take us off air. You can. You can right. show five minutes late. It's not a problem. It was. Like, I swear. Like it was. It was exactly what you would picture. I had to like they still use fax machines like the, nothing yeah. has been updated <laughs> since like 1989 like right. everything's covered in spider webs like it's like right. shitty it, and old like the carpets are stained like because like, why fix it why change it well like yeah it's literally been the same offices like it's it's great and you know I've heard the table reads are amazing they're yeah, like, they are fun they're great I used to be in charge of like setting up the speaker phones mm-hmm. because Julie Kavner and Harry Sure, like they call in. They mm-hmm. don't they don't come in live. And then yeah, that was that was my job. I would put out the fruit plate too. It was a really nice. gl- it was a glamorous job. <laughs> I used to know everybody's fruit plate order. Wow. At the Simpsons. The I fact that I, everybody I has I, a different yeah. fruit plate. Hank Azaria doesn't do honeydew, okay? Like <laughs> um <laughs> I I it's been like a long time since I worked there, probably like eight years or something but i think i could still do the fruit plate order i think i could do it Good. i think if like if you they should. were like if they call me they're like kate like all the pas died in a tragic explosion like we, we need you to come in right you come in and pick up the fruit plate for the that's what you should do like uh going back to seinfeld we, instead of making a coffee table book about coffee tables you could do a, a fruit plate order coffee table book Yes, I should do that. Honestly, of that was all these that, celebrities. That was a great. That was a great. These beat. boards are so huge right now. Right, right. Yeah, this is what Julia Louis Dreyfus loves when she's asking for charcuterie. Completely I've... overhaul your brand right <laughs> yeah. this second. <laughs> um, cool. So, but yeah, but the point of my name dropping was to be like, yeah, I think that. So I think these are great comedy writers and they're mm-hmm. like legends in Definitely. like that world. And like, I'm very lucky that I've gotten to meet and work with some of them because they are really nice, cool people. And like, and uh, I look ep- up to them. This episode coming up, uh, the Hamptons, uh, it was written by Carol Leifer and she's like a great stand up, a fucking really well, good stand up. She- She's one of the characters, or she's one of the people she, that the character of Elaine is based off. I mean, oh, she's really? basically Elaine. Like yeah. every any type of when there's a, a, a Elaine heavy episode, it chances are it was written by her. Oh, I love that. I love. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And it's um, she actually dated uh, Seinfeld for a while, and then like yeah, they right. they combined that with some uh, girl where uh, Larry David continued to uh, be friends with her after they dated, and it just mm-hmm. just sort of became this melange of like very cool people and that's why elaine's the greatest nice I mean, was that it, before or after seinfeld dated a teenager that was before uh, before yeah <laughs> okay, before okay, mm-hmm. okay good. definitely talk about that a <laughs> just, lot just like, <laughs> i just like i can't now that i know it like i can't watch seinfeld and like not think like this right. guy fucking dated yeah. a, a high school student totally <laughs> like, so bonkers he like it's met so her in new york and then she started going to ucla <laughs> because right right because it was closer to Jer, you know? Oh. Fucking so <laughs> wrong. So wrong. Yeah. This yeah. Was, this was also before Michael Richards said the N-word. That's uh, true. That's true. He said the N-word. One of the, one of the, I feel like, most, like, cancel cancellations, I feel like. 
Yeah, he's not coming back. Because he never came back from that. And I feel like they a lot tried- of a lot of people like it doesn't stick, but it's it stuck with Kramer. I mean, Seinfeld tried to bring him back and help them. Like he tried to have him open for him. He tried to have him on that coffees and cars. And it still was like everybody was just like, fuck that guy. I mean, yeah, it's hard to come back from like proudly just, saying that word. I just feel like he's like kind of trapped by his own success. Like people can't see him and not think Kramer. Right. You know well, I, mean? I think that's also because he wasn't, in all honesty, like a great stand up. No, he shouldn't. Like, he wasn't like that he's strong. Just doing like, that to, to, you know, for like extra money. You know, like that's I'm not trying to acting word probably. I'm not trying to condone like what he did, but like, you know, uh, Louis CK has said the N word on stage and, you know, he, he nobody hated him. His for can't, it. his, he's can't, you can't, uh, he's never going anywhere. He just won a fucking Grammy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Sexual, like, pred- sexual predator says the N word, like admitted to doing like sex crimes. And people I mean, love him still, people are like, he Good. won a fucking Ooh. Grammy. It's like, give me, here's, take my money. <laughs> people, people will overlook a lot if you're like, funny i guess but i mean like i don't know it's crazy sarah silverman also has a bit where she drops a hard r n word and she did black and she did blackface (laughs) no it's it's kirby kibble who also did blackface i know it's crazy it's crazy what sticks and what doesn't i mean it's just it's it's because it's how well you're liked it's i know it's annoying if you're not that cool then we're gonna scrutinize you more (laughs) yeah yeah, I guess so. I mean, Louis C.K. for as much as like comics like him, I don't think like normal people like Louis C.K. as much as they like. I think also I think he's the, like, like maybe a little niche, yeah, in terms of like mainstream success. It is crazy like, that he just won a Grammy. Like, it, yeah, the weird like, thing too is mind. that like everybody in the U.S. like obviously knows about this, but you, he goes over to France, he goes over to the like Australia. They don't give a fuck. They, yeah, doesn't Woody like, Allen like hang out in France now? Like, yeah, Roman Polanski like, too. Like everybody's uh, there. <laughs> France is canceled. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the one thing France does not give a fuck about anything. They're like, so you want to fuck a fourteen-year-old? Yeah whatever <laughs> Napoleon's first three wives were 12 you know like oh my God. right you know <laughs> Romeo and Juliet were 13 right Jesus Christ <laughs> awful yeah it's terrible 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 people um <laughs> so let's so get into that, the Hamptons right having condemned <laughs> half of all Hollywood let's talk about this episode and and, Fran- and the entire country of France the entire- <laughs> oh we've we've said plenty of shit about that's maybe a new time. segment we should end the episodes as who's canceled this episode <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah I think you two are the ultimate authority on it you should be <laughs> you should be the judge and the jury on that you know, Kate, I just I think that more people need to hear more from uh white comedians wearing glasses that fail. Um we're really fails. not represented. I mean, look at, the, look at the three of us. We're all three white comedians with glasses. I know. We know what's bad. We know what's bad. Glasses are cool. <laughs> they are prescription though. That's which, I will say, yeah. And I forgot to prescription glasses. They are um, they are sunglasses, and I have been wearing them all the time because I do like nothing. Nothing matters. Like bumping into doors, it's fine. I just like I like everything to be just like I'm like take it down a notch. Like I don't Mm. need to see all this light. Like just let's dim it. Also, like people that talk to you probably are taking it down a notch. They're like, oh, I'm not going to get upset with somebody wearing sunglasses. Like, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm like um. You know when like a cartoon character puts on sunglasses and like, mm-hmm. wait, I don't know what I was trying to say. 
So I'm not going to finish that one. <laughs> I, but in fairness, I do know when a cartoon character puts on sunglasses. Thank you. You, you know, yeah. if you know, you know, honestly, like I'm just going to say, if you know, you know, you know, if you, right. know, if right. you know, you know, I'm going to stop there. We're, we're firing on all cylinders. So <laughs> Seinfeld. Um. <laughs> season five, episode 20. This is a uh, second to last episode of the season five. Yeah, we're bringing it home with season five. And Kate, this is going to be great. We start off with some stand-up, the human fascination with water, how we're all trying to, like, be in water. We bathe in water. We drink in water. But the second it rains, we're like, oh, God, I don't want to get any rain on me. Um, Kind of a simple premise. It's a simple premise. I was a little impressed that he teased it out so long, but probably not my favorite bit. Sure. I didn't think it was that funny. I was like, yeah, it was. I was like, I don't get, like, he just kept riffing on, like, you're soaked. Like, you're fully soaked. I'm like are you like i feel like um the the one thing i've noticed obviously doing a shitload of open mics myself i want to say like if this would not work at an open mic that i would go to it's not good i think that's a good barometer i just think it's very new york because it's like in new york like when it rains like and you don't have an umbrella like you do get soaked but i feel like in la like it's car cultures so it's like you just like get in your car i'll go i guess that's my car privilege showing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's my car privilege wow you don't you own a car and you don't live in it <laughs> you must be doing well in comedy yeah this is a car humble <laughs> brag yeah that's a really nice rv you got there kate yeah. a fireplace yeah <laughs> a brick so, fireplace in your rv that's it's a- actually a toyota camry <laughs> that's pretty spacious very guys. roomy yeah i'm shocked i'm shocked uh so we start the episode uh, this is Kramer, Elaine, and Jerry, and they're um, they're in the car. They're going to uh, visit the baby in the Hamptons, and this right. is all back to uh, the Keith Hernandez episode, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's like part. there's a couple I forget their names, Mike and something else. I am so shocked that they chose the same people, just because I was like, oh, good, we don't have to see these characters ever again. <laughs> they're right. so annoying um but yeah it's the same people they had a new baby and they're saying you have to see the baby jerry in the, mm-hmm. the high-pitched wine voice um and then quickly uh kramer starts asking uh, uh jerry if he's ever worn silk underwear it's a very kramer question <laughs> feels i don't know if this was a right. thing back in the early 90s like have you ever owned silk underwear honestly like not yet but i'm kind yeah. of sold i want to try it <laughs> i think kramer is such a voluptuary that i'm like anything he recommends i'm probably going to try from now on i bet it feels great right. i feel like we don't celebrate kramer enough as like a self-care icon like kramer could like is like a wellness guru I could, it, like that's like something goop would goop would be like treat, your, <laughs> treat, treat yourself to some silk underwear right they smell it, bu- like it builds Gwyneth sensuality vagina yeah jade eggs <laughs> silk underwear yeah totally yeah Ooh. i could see that um i had silk sheets once and those were not good like it it wouldn't breathe they don't breathe also if you sweat it just like you know stains silk. the sheets it's but just silk boxers cool. boxers breathe so i would think that it's just kind of like it's just like gently massaging you the whole day right that's luxury. That's luxury. It sounds nice. Yeah. I feel like I would want to wear them without pants, but as soon as I put pants on, I'd be like, "Uh, this feels weird." Yeah, I do think it's like it, it's. 
I picture someone like at home hanging out in silk boxers. Right. As right. The, as like the that ideal sounds, way to wear them. They're like pajamas almost. But my, yeah. Okay. So my experience with bo- boxers is that like, yeah, there's more openness, but mm. if put on pants, then there's more bunching. True. It's actually less comfortable and there's no support. So yeah, the bunching sucks. Yeah. Like a, a lot of bunching with like really nice fabric is still bunching. So it is, it's even worse because again, yeah, it doesn't breathe. And now you're just like making your like nether region sweat. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, quickly, they're also, yeah. Talking about also the baby is like, why do they need more babies? Something about, um, They, they kind of don't want to see the baby. They kind of don't like these friends also. I don't even understand. I think they're just going there for a free trip to like the Hamptons. Very relatable. Very relatable. I'll be friends with anyone if they have like a the right house, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Totally. Especially I, if it's a beach house or a house with a pool. Bonus points for a hot tub. You could have the worst personality, but if you have a hot tub right. pool combo, you're I'm coming over. I'm seeing your baby. You're basically running your life on middle school principles. You're totally. Like, yes. Totally. Right, right. No, Zach, you haven't seen me since I was a teenager and I've matured zero percent. That's because I have a fucking small apartment with my (laughs) 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 So I know why we haven't seen each other in a while, Kate. I just yeah. It's because you don't have a pool hot tub combo. Right. And I don't have I don't have one either. So you know. I know. So it it cuts both ways. Yeah. 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 There's two sides to this coin. I I I live in my Toyota Camry. Yeah, I yeah. I remember going to You're a, not dragging a, an above ground pool behind that thing. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, but now that I said it, um, I gotta get exhibit yeah. on that one. Yeah, that would be cool to live in like a stretch limo with like a hot tub in the back. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that. Um, I think that's what um, that's what um, oh, what's the guy uh Sly Stone does? Really, really? Yeah, he like. Or do you think is, or is it Sly and the Family Stone? Yeah, from Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sly. What, I thought you meant Sly Stallone. Sly Stone. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're called the Family Stone. They're not his actual. There's like white and black people in it. It's not his actual family. But she uh, mind blown. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm shifting paradigms up here. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, he lives in like a converted Buick that's also a music studio. Go. Like he has a house, he just stays right. outside in the Buick. Where he Green's like on. that now. I think it's cool to live in your car. Yeah, I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of um, TikToks of of like people who live in their cars. The, the, I mean, TikTok, the TikTok algorithm knows that I like people. Van life. Live, the, people <laughs> the TikTok algorithm knows I love a van life. I yeah, van I mean life. those. Some of that's the thing. The it depends on what the car is. Like if you're living in like a, a shitty Geo Metro, no. But if you're living in a sweet uh, converted van or like an old school bus, yeah. Listen, we're awesome. living in a late stage capitalism, so I know. we gotta we we gotta get some entertainment from people yeah. living in their cars. I guess. <laughs> I, guess I guess gas is six dollars a gallon. If like even on, yeah. on a good day, expensive. on a good yeah. day, there is probably a homeless hierarchy. Like you know, oh, you live on the streets. Well, I live in my car. I'm way better. <laughs> You got a refrigerator box? Well, I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all been failed. We've all been <laughs> failed by the, by the system. Yeah. This is also when we're talking about an episode of them going to the Hamptons, which is pretty much the 
most luxurious like you know getaway for rich people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, so nobody lives in the hamptons they go they go to the hamptons <laughs> yeah exactly. do you think it was it cheaper like in the 90s like mm. would would this like couple yeah. have had this house this beachfront house? i could see like if you were two lawyers you could own a house in the hamptons like, sure. i feel like that would i feel like that couldn't happen now like it's just like Jay Z and like people. I mean, that that echelon at this stage in like Jerry's like uh career, like he's he's Jerry, literally Jerry making, for sure. Jerry, Jerry for could sure. own a house in the Hamptons easily. Like, but like the characters in the fiction. Yeah, show. even Jerry, the fictional character, could own yes. a house because he's already been on the Tonight Show. He's he's yes, like a great comic. Like he's making five yes. grand a week easily. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, we also find out in this car ride that uh, George is dating a new girl, Jane, uh, and they have not consummated the relationship yet. And uh, we also find out that Jerry is back with Rachel, who uh, just to catch you up, Kate, in case uh, it sounds like you haven't watched this episode recently, he got uh, caught making out in Schindler's List with her. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So yeah. the father uh, really hated the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Thank Rightly you. so. <laughs> and then, like, as George and uh, Jane are driving, he quickly has this little interior monologue of him going like, I can't touch her boob right now. It would be too weird. But this time tomorrow, it'll be totally cool to touch your boob. <laughs> yeah, George totally understands how consent works. Clearly, yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. So once you have sex with this girl once, you're just gonna be like, it's open range to just molest her whenever. Like, yeah. George is yeah. in both of these episodes. George has proven himself to be a sexual deviant. Yeah. Well, they're all kind of sexual deviants. They are. They're all yes. They're all, but especially George. Especially yeah. George. Yeah, George. George does some real questionable stuff at pretty much every turn of every episode. So right. the sexual right. deviancy, uh, <laughs> I don't want to condone it. I just want to say it's not out of character. Like, no, he's a he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, George, George is like is like an evil monster. Has have you ever done that, uh, Zach, with your lovely wife? Like you're just sitting in a car and you're like, hmm, I think I should grab her boob right now. I think I should honk her boob. No, yeah. I mean it's pretty pretty much confined to like a certain few instances when that's okay. Uh, I, I give her I give her bum squeezes. I think that's right in the car. Listen, if it's between two consent, if you you know if it's between yeah. this is consent to years. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, it's it's fine. We're both cool with it. We we do it to each other, and it's uh, she just gives you a quick nut tap. It's fine. <laughs> it's nice, man. It's nice. Sometimes you know, I just I just need someone to give me a titty twister. That's all. <laughs> I'm just like, what else is going down in this yogurt land? Make this interesting for me. You know, it's okay. It's okay. So (laughs) also uh, they had this weird conversation too about how they love cough syrup and how they love like different brands and never had never tasted a cough syrup he doesn't like. Mm. To which I thought, what fucking taste buds do you have, you monster? This this upset me more than the second. Right. Also, did George invent scissor? Yeah, he's like drinking scissor. Um, like, I think that's that's such that I mean people love the taste of I had an ex that that loves the taste of medicine like all all of especially that like yeah robotizing I I remember seeing kids 
this was all parties like before we were 21 but yeah like people would just like chug a bottle of robitussin just to like get buzzed or whatever and i'm yeah. like fucking robo tripping it's a thing it's a thing <laughs> the kids they're still doing it i was like um i'll have some marijuana thank you it's cool call me the uh, square guys but uh don't need the cough syrup to get have a good time (laughs) i mean i think i think we've gone on record on this show of saying you guys just just smoke pot just get normal (laughs) high there's there's really not that much better out there right right (laughs) right the huffing all of the like you know anything that involved like a you know copier toner it was like nah man i'm good Anything going up your nose or in your butthole or in your vein, just just steer clear of that. Just fucking smoke on, man. It's okay. Like, like anything you would make in prison, like, no. Yeah, dude. Well, don't it, knock it till you've tried it. I mean, I guess, like... Toilet wine? If you want to stick something up your butt to get high, then, like, I'm not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. No. You, know? you right. do you. You do you. You do you. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I have been known to put ecstasy at my ass. No problem. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take, a, you know, one on Daryl. Daryl just he watched the show Euphoria. He, <laughs> um, <laughs> You've never train wrecked before, Zach. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they love their coughs to Zerp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then we get to the Hamptons. Oh, and he's, he's talking about how he has to get uh, Hampton tomatoes for his mom. Right. Are Hampton tomatoes a famous thing? Is this something I've completely I don't know. Really no fucking clue. Life. It must be. It must be if you've been to the Hamptons, but no idea. I don't know. I've never been to the Hamptons, so I am like a a fan of tomatoes. So it did sure. make me want to try one. You know, I do I, like I, to like my grandma had like a tomato, uh, you know, plant. And we used to just eat them off the vine too, like like apples. I like, love to really eat a good. tomato like an yeah. apple. Some people are very disturbed by that, but I I'm pro. I'm in I'm into it too. Or you put I a little want... salt on it. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Apparently, in England, they don't skin kiwis before they eat them. They just bite into them like a hard boiled egg. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. It's fucking savage. They dude. eat the I'm fuzzy lucky. part or the rind yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I've yeah. done that before. It's not bad. That's not okay. Dude, I tr- I tried it and I was just like, why is there velvet on my tongue? It was not okay. <laughs> I think they do that for the texture. Oh, it's like burlap. Yeah, dude. Not it's cool. like, but it's like the same as like an eel skin though, too, where it's like kind of like that leathery, it's like in the right you are not using any appetizing words, Daryl. <laughs> you are not selling me on this experience right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I understand. Guys, don't eat kiwi, don't eat eel. Yeah. So Hampton tomatoes moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so they get to the Hamptons. They're all hanging out at the house. Um, Kramer has Jerry's nice house sunscreen on him. Yeah. They're out on, they're out on the deck. It's obvious. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. Jerry's like, no, I'm not going to rub sunscreen on your back. Right, like that's right. like implying like that's gay or something. Pretty homophobic, like, yeah. like, it's like, why would I ever touch a man's back? Why would I help you with your, your skincare? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Toxic, toxic masculinity strikes again. Right. Right. And of course he would never want like Kramer to rub his back what, either. What if Kramer like developed melanoma? <laughs> I thought honestly, like I thought that's where the episode was going to go. Right, I was like, right. I was like, oh, they're that's doing this true. montage on the beach because then Kramer's right. going to have a big sunburn. Right. And it's <laughs> like rampant homophobia, Jared. And, and, yeah, so, it, yeah. 
that was just like a fun quick moment of mm-hmm. like no i'm not gay <laughs> yeah that never gets paid off yeah they just they just throw in some uh you know some light homophobia yeah right right this is luxurious back scene uh right right (laughs) you Um, know i i do the exact opposite like when guys ask me to put uh lotion on their back like i get into it twice as much i'm like how's that you like that zach oh yeah you want me to put some more on get a little lower it's, it feels like you got a knot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want me to get your caps too, man? You've been working out. That's called being an ally. That's yeah. I'm so glad to be allied with Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I just love you, Zach. That's why you're, you are the best podcast partner ever. And you know what? Just take the word podcast off there, partner. Let's just, thank you, man. Just, okay. Is this I, a come? Is this a coming out? Yeah, moment, I, moment? I, I finally feel seen. Wow. I we are we are lotion buddies and that's okay. okay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Um, so and- then uh, Jane is also hanging out in a bikini. She's yeah, she's uh, looking good. Um, and the second the second George leaves to buy these fucking tomatoes that yeah. he won't shut up about and has an edible complex, uh, clearly. Um, yeah, that was fucking weird. He was obsessed with getting tomatoes for his mom. He's kind of OCD that's like that. Like when he gets like focused on something he just gets blinders on he I has, we all we all know people like that that, yeah. that that are like gonna stop down the the group trip to like get something for their mom right right it's relatable right. i was like get him and on it's the also way at the like the beginning of the trip too you're like yeah, get him on the way home here yeah like, yeah dude they're gonna be over right by the time you get to your mom <laughs> yeah. like, do you really love your mommy or not george right right <laughs> so then like yeah he leaves and then she quickly is like, hey, I'm going to go to the beach and goes out to the beach and then proceeds to take her top off. Yeah. And well, before that, we well, have right. We have Elaine coming in right, dressed right. as a fucking beekeeper. Can we talk about that? For- okay. Elaine comes in with like a big hat and she's like covering right. her skin. And she's like, this is why I don't have wrinkles because of shade. And I was like cutting edge like everyone's doing this, this now this yeah. was really ahead of the time she's yeah. a right. skin, skincare icon like yeah I, i'm out there with my big hat and my many layers mm-hmm. of spf like, sure it's how i look so youthful but she wasn't even wearing a bathing suit she was wearing like a you know a laura ingles wilder like uh <laughs> you know <laughs> like a prairie I, dress yeah i love the the gossamer tie that she had for so her, good. You know, her like this is that. what they wore in the 30s like you know she has a bathing cap instead Dude, of like those you know, are the those are the two genders i won't rub sunscreen on your back and i wear a giant hat and prairie dress i am a renaissance lady <laughs> and, <a damsel. laughs> and then the I'm other the, the other gender is i'm fully topless yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's multiple genders. This yeah, is really farther than we get inside. I mean, about, so. it kind of does seem though like that's representation matters. I don't really want to say like this is also like Elaine's brand, but I do feel like it is kind of even before like I feel like she would never even even if she wore a bathing suit, it wouldn't be like provocative like, that, jeans or whatever. Like we had that one episode where she had cleavage, and then everything right. else, it's just been. She looks like the dad waking up from the night before Christmas. It's right. like nightcap yeah. and yeah. like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Or she like was in the like gym one time and she kind of had some like, you know, tight yoga pants and maybe a little like cross top, but it was an aerobic outfit, but she was like her arms were exposed. Like that was it. Yeah, <laughs> she's not showing a ton of skin. No, she's very modest. And I want to say like it's probably also Julia Louis 
Dreyfus as well. Um, I think she kind of put that into the characters like, hey, this is she's not a slut, right? But she also kind of likes dudes. Maybe maybe it was Carol Lifer behind the scenes. And kind she was like, oh, I don't think Elaine would wear that, you guys. Especially with like yeah. those, like, you know, the Mary Jane shoes and like the ruffle socks. It's like hey, interesting choice for a 35 year old. It's good representation for people who like don't like to dress super like, you know, provocative, re- revealingly, but right. horny as hell. Yeah, right. Oh, she's she's definitely horny as hell in this episode. And I mean, oh, I, yeah, the, she's the, she's quickly on to the doctor. Oh, yeah. And the whole series, too. She she has no bones about, um, you know, going after she five. she's interested. Oh, yeah, she fucks for sure. Oh, yeah. Elaine fucks totes um and then <laughs> so right after they <laughs> and then like yeah jerry has to kind of make some quips about her outfit yeah saying that she's a prude and um and he then we get the topless moment and he's like holy shit jane is topless let's all ogle her together right um and we... even even elaine is pretty like hey look at them <laughs> Elaine was very into boobs considering that she has them. Hey, it mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, I don't I understand like Jerry and Kramer would totally be like, oh my gosh, this is the best day of my life. But like, I, mean, I don't know if Elaine would be like getting was, into the frivolity. Everybody, well. like, everybody loves boobs. Everybody's I, per- perplexed by boobs. I will say I'm I'm a straight guy, but in watching Sam and Tommy, I was like that's a nice cock that's an impressive cock i can't look away i love i loved that show it was great especially when the penis started talking i thought it started so strong i felt like it ran out of steam honestly was my take but it didn't need to be eight episodes it did not need to be i watched it all in like a day so it's kind of a blur then she comes back up to the like little like deck and like obviously starts talking to them topless still yeah, if they need anything to drink or whatever, and they're kind of still like deer in headlights. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the couple that has the baby are like, oh, the baby's awake, Nandy. You guys want to see the baby? And they're like, no, we want to look at these titties. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the baby will be around. Not a hard <laughs> choice. Yeah, hard pass on the baby. Uh, <laughs> right? Are the is the baby going to be involved with the tits or what? Yeah, and can we talk for a second about um, when Jane does come up? She has these weird prosthetics on. They look like paper mache to me. What was up with? Oh, the- on their on her chest. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously she had to cover her tits in real life, but like she, but, they had to appear like she's still topless. Like, but that was the thing. I felt like in the show you could clearly they made no bones about. Um, yeah, they hiding. definitely didn't hide it very well. Like, I definitely. I'm not going to say I uh, paused it and watched it again, but I definitely was like, wait a minute. Did I see the pasties? What, what's up with that? Oh, I missed this. I'm not going to say that I paused it and watched it again and then rented <laughs> Titanic, but. Uh... Right. <laughs> and watched it in super slow-mo with my jeweler's loop. Oh my God. <laughs> they were, I swear to God, they looked like they were built out of like popsicle, popsicle sticks and paper mache. Like it was right. weird. Right. That they didn't even they didn't even go for like a latex covering or something. Right. Well, they probably I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a, a the the technology wasn't there to uh, you know cover up some boobs that, but it still looks like they're real or whatever. I don't know. I w- I wish we got more. I want to know more about the 
the backstory of this character. I was mm. like, yeah, this why is such is an interesting, like, she's kind of like into being topless around like people she's just met. I'm like, this is like an interesting person. Like, right. But I also, love, like, I love it. Maybe give her a spin off. Yeah. Topless Jane. Topless <laughs> Jane. Adventures in Seinfeld. <laughs> she she gets the she gets the one dimensional, you right. know, it's like just I'm ev- just I'm just topless girl. <laughs> Every episode's just like, how does she get topless today? Like, <laughs> like I would watch that. What, a wacky, uh, what? With a <laughs> with like a guy as a leaf blower or something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just doing Sex different. positive representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, exactly. some woman at her office like spills ink on her blouse, so she has to give her blouse away. Like it's just you know pretty much writes itself yeah so so they definitely had some weird boob coverings um then right. we go to um jerry and elaine and they finally go in to see this uh ugly baby named adam uh mm-hmm. really makes sense that his name is adam and he's ugly just fits for me i don't yeah. know <laughs> you know a lot of ugly adams or <laughs> you know just something about that name adam just mm. hmm. it's, it's not- like the first male of course, he's got to be ugly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can o- you can only make it better by diluting it. That's what I think about the name. Adam. Yeah. I also feel like I mean, they wasn't like their first baby. Like, kind of had the same premise where like it was like an ugly baby, or they're definitely like, yeah, oh. no, that's the baby where Kramer looks in the crib and he's like, that baby looks exactly like Lyndon Johnson. Right, right. Oh so, so they've. I feel like they can't even think of an ugly man that he looks like. They're just like, that's a horrendously (laughs) ugly baby. I mean, like, back to the ugly baby well. I do think that, like, yes, like, we all have to pretend that all babies are cute. That's a thing in Mm -hmm, our our mm -hmm. world. Relatable. I did not have to pretend my baby is quite cute. Especially, like, if it's your baby, of course, you're going to be like, it's the beautiful, it's the most precious. But they were so disgusted. Like, they looked like they all wanted to puke. And I've never felt that way seeing a baby. Right. Right. I mean, I guess like if the baby literally looked like, uh, I don't know, Steve Buscemi as an adult. Like, did this baby just get curb stomped or something? Like, like, what is this horrendous baby? Does it look like the elephant man, like John Merrick or who? What are you talking about? Like, like a nose growing out of its chin? Yeah, I mean, they should be nice if the baby's got a deformity. It's not the baby's fault. I always thought, too, like that ugly babies turn into like good looking adults, like, you know, ugly duckling syndrome or whatever i don't know that that's true i was not a cute baby and i'm very hot now so well there you go see see well my premise works now let me be let me be an example i have known i have known some uh some uggos that just stayed ugly. right (laughs) i was the exact opposite i was a really cute baby and then turned ugly (laughs) now daryl looks like a character from guess who and that's okay Mm -hmm. we accept him representation is important we've talked about this <laughs> does your person look like he has a confederate flag in his truck <laughs> is your person daryl yeah that's, that's actually a really fun way to play guess who is that you just make character judgments yeah people. i like, like that now i want to play yeah. is, is your person yeah. like eat too many sweets you know right. like, stuff like that right does your person say that they're keto only when they're sober? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So yeah, and then we have um we have this montage of Kramer on the beach. He's sitting on a lifeguard tower and gets kicked off by some authority figure. 
rightly so. Right. He has Naturally. like a metal detector thing and he finds a plate in a guy's head, I guess. I, I want to say like, was this written or did they just like tell like Michael Richards like, hey, just do some stuff on the beach. I think they just threw some fucking props at him. Like, just <laughs> yeah. To you, Michael. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he finds a, a rope connected to some like lobster crate pulls in like a bunch of lobsters yeah which i don't know that much about lobster fishing but i know that if you found if you found like a dozen lobsters like they're clearly not yours yeah leave that (laughs) shit alone what is wrong with ukraine no i'm i'm pro i'm pro the anarchy of stealing (laughs) some hampton lobster traps also i feel like lobster traps aren't on the shore i feel like you got to go out into the ocean yeah they're they're like deep water fish right yeah Right, right, right. Cold water. I don't even know if they're. You can't own a lobster. Like that's that's (laughs) Mother Nature, baby. You can't own. That's not someone's lobster. He didn't steal the cage. He put him in a trash bag. You can't own. You can't own a lobster. You can't own property in the Hamptons. Property Property is theft. Property is theft, man. (laughs) Don't eat lobster. Eat the rich. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Stealing stealing some rich person's Hamptons cage. How much lobster fishing is going? going on in the Hamptons anyway. I think if there's one people who are like, no, 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 we'll bring the lobster to us. These are are proletariat lobster, all right? Yeah, it's the people's lobster. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm pro Kramer stealing lobster. (laughs) Yeah, but also he's like... If you frame it as an act of anarchy, then I have trouble not getting (laughs) I think it's it's punk rock. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. But it's not not (laughs) intended Then he it's got his like adolescence he... tattoo and he, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but he's not like, you know, doing it maliciously out of like, I think he just thinks like, oh, I just, he's just stumbled being across like a come up. Like he didn't think like, oh, I'm going to go steal some rich people's <laughs> lobsters today. I mean, he probably like thought something was like, he just like he didn't ignorance. care. He didn't care. He's like, he... why did all these stupid ass lobsters go into this box? What a bunch of idiots! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he probably thought that that's not a, he. Like lobsters aren't like naturally like going into box. Like he just thought like, oh wow, there was a box in the ocean. It has a bunch of lobsters, like a prize or something. Somebody Instead of it being like, no, it's a lobsters. trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to after that. Um, I guess they're uh, hanging out with the baby still. And then there's like a pediatrician some for some reason there. And uh, his name is Ben, I think. Ben Pfeiffer. Yeah. I loved I loved this bit. Yeah. He and quickly so he's like telling like everybody that they're like hot, like quickly. Yeah. Elaine's like, who the fuck are you, doctor? You want to just bow me right here? Like, yeah, no. So he's the word he uses is breathtaking. Mm hmm which is like a that's like a top shelf word yeah i don't think i was i don't think i've ever said that to a, a person ever i don't i, de- think- I definitely have yeah yeah i've definitely used that to flirt with a human and in what context it's just like you're breathtaking yeah and you told them that like while they're standing in line at a McDonald's or where? Yeah, like, I say I say it all the time. I actually only say it at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and they're this like, are you blurry was breathtaking? And so are you. <laughs> <laughs> you picking up a lot of strange at the McDonald's Kate? Is that what's going on? Yes. Yeah. yeah Some people say you would be a four-piece chicken nugget. I'd say you're a 20-piece. 
Ooh. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's shamrock shaking. <laughs> Want to try some of my buffalo sauce? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I bu- I wish I could have you year round, unlike the McRib. Wow, <laughs> we're really on a roll here. You've got a monopoly game on my heart. <laughs> my dick is super sized. That's <laughs> my, my dick. Yeah, the Sundays don't have nuts, but I do. That's <laughs> humble brag. Okay. Um. um yeah. So. Ben is obviously like telling the baby that he's they're breathtaking too. So then Elaine's like, wait a minute, wait, you can't tell me that the baby's breathtaking and me too. Elaine's like, I know that baby's gross. That baby's got pizza face. We can't <laughs> right. can't be in the same category. Uh so then we have uh Jerry and George, um, and uh Rachel like leaves the second George comes in. It's pretty obvious that Rachel is irritated as most of jerry's girlfriends just seem to be irritated by george at this point that's kind of like par for the course i guess right which is like not really i don't understand where it's like coming from but i get i understand if you know george enough like you yeah george is is like a a nightmare yeah why would you (laughs) why would you George is the kind of person that would storm into a a, a woman's room when he knows she's gonna be naked. Yes, like, yes. George is like yes. He feels you know. like he has some right to. Yeah, I, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But sorry, yeah. spoiler. Oh yeah, spoiler spoiler alert. George George is a shitty person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shocker, I know. Um, but sexual deviant, yeah. mm-hmm. a predator. That's predator behavior. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, so she uh, she splits as soon as he says something and is uh, not very nice about it. But, you know, I get it. Uh, and then Kramer comes in with uh, the shit ton of lobster in a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, yeah, it's a great day. I stole some lobster unbeknownst to me. And I saw your girlfriend topless, George. And George is right. like, oh, no. And I mean, how do we feel about their their plot to not tell George that they saw his girlfriend topless? Is that I don't know. I could see it being something I wouldn't want to bring up, but I wouldn't like lie about. I think it all stems from like George's fragility, though. Sure. I think they know that George is like a sexual deviant and they don't want to they don't want to be upset about like uh, we saw him before you did. Yeah. Yeah. He feels he has a possession over his girlfriend. Yeah. Right, of course. But he's going to like go to pieces the second they're like, yeah, we saw your girlfriend's titties before you did, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, think like a, I pathet- don't... a pathetic little worm of a man. <laughs> <laughs> pathetic little if, worm sums it up. Yeah, man. If anything, if I heard my like girlfriend or potential like girl that I was taking to Hamptons like was going top and stuff like i my only thought would be like man i'm getting late tonight i'd be like she's uh, cool as fuck like, yeah she's cool yeah, as i'd fuck. be like man we're cool, gonna have a party tonight like free the nipple baby yeah, like, like yes she's like clearly switched on all right very like, cool. if i could play this just right we're all gonna be naked in the hamptons later <laughs> yes yeah, dude release your inhibitions that's what i say mm-hmm, right but uh he's clearly yeah possessive and and so and- yeah and this is the moment when george uh it hatches this plot that he sh- deserves deserves yeah. Rachel naked right. 
Right, clearly, because there's like a tit for tat. No, so no pun there's a there's a tit for tit going on. Yeah. It's really a truly horrible. I hate the storyline mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I know it's like supposed to be bad, like on purpose, but like I'm just like. Uh. So they, Jerry and uh, uh, Rachel or whatever, hanging out in their room. Uh, George comes in from swimming and then quickly is like trying to like catch a peek of Rachel. Mm-hmm. She's just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you doing? She's here? like, what the fuck? Like, you are a sexual predator. Yeah, and then of course, like Jerry's kind of like, yeah. Well, I guess she dude. thinks she thinks it's an accident. She just thinks he's being like mm-hmm. a she, buffoon. Yeah, but she like, don't, like but, but we know he's like an insidious like. He's a sexual assailant. Sexual assailant. He's 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 attempted a sexual crime at this point. Yeah, like like, oh George. Um, If he like did that, like if she could prove like he had intent, like he could absolutely like get like if she had if she had a mirror, uh, sorry, a hallway camera of him having that conversation with Elaine where she's like, oh, don't go in there. Rachel's changing. And then him being like, well, that's exactly when I want to go in there. Right. In the, <laughs> in the fictional universe where people get actually punished for crime, sex crimes, <laughs> there uh, would be a real case here. Yeah. But we, we don't live there. We don't live there. So they're like, well, what the fuck are you doing in here? And he's like, I was coming to see if you guys have any gum. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Such weird. a weird... He could have just simply said, like, I I wanted to see when you guys wanted to eat dinner or, like, if you wanted to go to the town later or something. Like, there were a thousand better lines yeah. <laughs> than, than the one about gum. <laughs> so then, like, uh, she kind of leaves or, like, uh, he leaves, goes and starts changing, and then she wants to go see the baby. So then Jerry says, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, the fourth room down the hallway or whatever. Yeah. And then and she, Rachel walks in on George mm-hmm. changing Which, sees his small little penis. Yeah. Um, not surprising that George is a uh, hung like a dwarf mouse. Um, but I mean, Ooh. I get like the whole thing of the shrinkage. It's a real thing. No shrinkage is real. I'm not trying to downplay that, but I'm like, who the fuck gets out of a pool and just like drops trow? And then it's just mm. standing there buck naked for any true. Like I, the second I take off a, a swimsuit, I'm like, I want to get my penis dry as soon as possible. Like mm. I, mm-hmm. there's a towel in the vicinity at the very least. Like who is changing like this? This is not normal behavior. I, I thought that was normal. I I'll walk around naked after the pool. It's vacation. Especially if you're in a, if you're in your own private room or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, vacation. Also, like I don't know. To be honest, like if I'm in a wet bathing suit, I'll usually go into the bathroom and then change, and then put the wet bathing suit in the bathtub or like hang it across like a towel rack or something. Like I'm not gonna just like put it on my carpet. Yeah, soggy carpet, no fun. But that's just. I mean, obviously, it's it's meant for a joke. Um, but also like. I feel like when you're in the pool itself, like, or like in the water, you're having shrinkage, but like he was out of the pool for like a good 10, 20 minutes. Like, but what about the wind chill, Daryl? What about the wind chill? I mean, I'm sure like he says it was shrinkage, but it was probably just his normal dick. That was, yeah. Then there's that whole beat about like, do people, does everyone know what shrinkage is? They they say on the show, do women know what shrinkage is? And I feel I feel like everyone knows what shrinkage is. Yes, like regardless yes. of what your genitals are, like 
we I, we all know we know but back in the 90s i guess i don't know maybe it was different because they also bring up the idea of a wedgie and like elaine was definitely like what's a wedgie and you're like nobody knew about a wedgie back in 94 i'm sorry <laughs> elaine's definitely getting wedgies yeah <laughs> or has like, we've all we've all that's that's a, not a gender I mean, experience right like wedgies I'm, have been around since the six yeah. underwear itself like <laughs> i'm willing to suspend my disbelief just because i feel like sexual education in the 1970s probably wasn't very sure great. i'm with you we're on all that. in grade school you sure. know and like they like ugh, half of the episodes of the show are about awkward sexual misunderstandings yeah. so it was sure. weird Maybe we're just not mature adults in the 1990s yet. Clearly not. Yeah. It was weird in the 90s. Like, we had a weird idea about sex where it was like, we didn't know where babies came from, but we knew, like, Richard Geard put a gerbil in his butt. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true. And I knew about that really young. Like, we were talking about that in, like, fifth grade. Right. I didn't even know what, like, sex was, but I knew, like, Richard Gere put a gerbil in his ass. Now we got uh now we got David Carradine like dying from autoerotic asphyxiation with a fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> just mouth and it's like yeah, we've just we've really come far. Thank you two girls one cup. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then God, like right. he's yeah, so clearly George is like uh, upset or like oh my god, oh no. He's telling Jerry and he's like talking about how there was shrinkage and he's worried right. that Rachel's going to tell Jane and um, which is natural. Like that should be a natural assumption. I mean, and, and then they ask uh, uh, Elaine, like, Hey, do you know what shrinkage is? And she's definitely like, huh? Penises. Has, well, never, has never heard of it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why I, I would assume like, also she's has brothers too. So you would think like she would, be well aware of this i don't know but anyway so then they they go back he george is obviously like distraught they have like this dinner or they're having like a you know a gathering they're eating the lobster lobster dinner uh, and uh rachel has uh has never eaten lobster before because she's kosher right uh and you know kramer i think kramer compliments her and being like you're so devout, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, they kind of have this weird, like, I guess it's his fucking uh what what do they call it? The Vorka. The Vorka. Yeah, like where he's maybe I feel like in a different universe he'd be fucking Rachel right now. I I was feeling like a little bit of uh sexual they, tension or chemistry. They had chemistry. They had chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Kramer just like puts out exactly what he's thinking, and so much <laughs> of the time it works. And I'm just like, good God, how do I, <laughs> there's, there's no way I would ever have the audacity to be like, wow. I, right. I well, don't know. Yeah. Clearly Kramer doesn't have shrinkage. Oh yeah. No, there's, he doesn't worry about shrinkage. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, then, yeah, they're talking about it. Uh, George is wearing some like tight shirt, basically going like, Hey, uh, they got, it got wet and shrink. You know, that's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Kramer reveals that the lobsters were stolen, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and the dude, the Michael. father, yeah, Michael, the father of Adam, reveals that his his dad was a lobster man. <laughs> He's all yeah. pissed off. Um, I like I like the Seinfeld always finds a way to incorporate unusual words, and I really liked hearing lobsterman. that made me happy (laughs) what would you what would be the other term for it like (laughs) i don't i don't know of you know a lobster lobster wrangler 
or lobstraneur. I don't know. Lobstraneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lobster a chur. Uh I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, like, he's taken umbrage with this whole thing. He's definitely like, what the fuck? He gets he gets his dander up and then uh, you know, what's her name brings in the baby and Kramer <laughs> does a Brad fall. Clearly. Had to Kramer being Kramer. Yeah. He's just so horrified by the appearance of this baby that he falls. So then, like, yeah, we cut back to, like, the, the doctor and Elaine, and they're hanging out after dinner. Um, oh, wait, we have uh, Jane and uh, Rachel exchanging some, like, you know, secrets. And then George quickly is like, are you talking about me? It's it's not about my dick, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, and so then um, Jerry and Rachel are together, uh, and Rachel confesses that she told, and then we quickly cut to a scene with George and Jane, um, and Jane is uh, leaving for New York immediately because she's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't have time to waste with any small peckers. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jane, come on. I thought that was kind of rude. Of it Jane. is kind of. Well, not, like... that, not that she owes me. Th- I, I would think maybe, you know, if she has more valid reasons to to leave than the size of George's well, wiener. Okay, so that's what, that's leave, what I would leave say. for leave for his shrink his, his shrinkage morals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his the, the shrinkage of his moral compass. It's not yeah. the not the size of his wiener. Right, morals. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, right. I mean, like I feel like George has got to be good at like giving head at least. Definitely, and he's yeah. you know he's pleasured a woman before, and it's gone well. I, well, okay, so what I would think is that Jane seems so switched on that I kind of feel like she just investigated for herself anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a backstory, like, Jane is, like, queer, and she actually came, she, like, wanted to hook up with Elaine. And ah. That's why she, like, took her tits out. She was, like, trying to seduce Elaine, and then right. it, did, it didn't take, so she was like, I gotta go. She saw she saw Elaine fully covered and she was like, that's like a Victorian lesbian, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she got the signals crossed. She was picking up gay vibes from Elaine. That's my that's my justification. Yeah, exactly. This is a fun fan theory. <laughs> that's my fan, that's my fan theory on Jane. I feel like it's it's very queer energy to have your tits out at the beach. I feel Definitely. like that, that's a she's at least by, if not pan, mm-hmm. like you know. Oh dude, she's she's totally kissed a clam or two in her time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Clams of all shapes and sizes. She yeah. would definitely go to Burning Man for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> not super relevant, but oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Don't allow lesbians go there. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Should I have said Lilith Fair? I'll put it in post. Lilith Fair. Uh, a Tegan and Sarah concert. That's yeah. Tegan and Sarah concert. Lesbians. So then we have we have this weird scene in the middle of the night. Rachel comes in and she's like. I was thinking about trying some of that lobster and Kramer catches her while he's lighting the cigar. Right. He's just sitting this in the dark. Very sen- this was a very sensual scene. I felt. Oh my God. And it right. had like dim lighting and like very just, just seductive. And he's like, I couldn't allow you to do that, Rachel. Right. Giddy up. And it's like, yeah. It- in a weird way, so, like he could have said, like, uh, you know, you can't eat that lobster, but you know what else is not coat or you know what kosher is. And then he just drops trout. It's just, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Another sexual. <laughs> oh, except we, except we know that Kramer's uncut. 
There you go. Is is his dick kosher? Mm, I don't know. Not, no, no, no. Can- canonically, it's not. No. So, uh, well, then I guess, uh, yeah, this whole ruins my theory of them hooking up. Yeah. Well, you know. But then, okay. like, yeah, like they, she kind of feels like he was like, you know, tricking her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we go, we cut to the next morning, and George mm-hmm. is making breakfast for everyone, which immediately alarms start going off in my head that George is doing something out of the goodness of his heart. I'm like, what is the ulterior motive? There's no way. This guy, <laughs> no. Yes, exactly. Um, and then uh, Rachel sits down and she like starts eating the eggs and she's like, these are really good. And he's like, well, maybe you should wear this. And he brings out a lobster bib. Um, this so, guy has no, he's got no boundaries. No. This he is just, like, He's sending her to hell. Yeah. For talking about his penis. Like, I feel like that's like very fucked up, George. That's like Cartman level malevolence. It is. <laughs> like George is a is is a very evil in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like psychopath, actually. Like mm-hmm. truly like Cartman-esque. Yeah. How do how do we identify with him as a character? Because I'm like. George is like the funniest character to me, but like at the same time, I'm like, oh man, he just committed like a religious crime. <laughs> right. He's a fully a psycho. He's just, you, you know, George, great character, hilarious, fully a psychopath, and I think all of these things can be true. Yeah, like, also, the, he, like um, the fact that he's obsessed with getting his mom's tomatoes yeah. makes him serial killer esque in this episode. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. The fucking Oedipal complex. Of, yeah, he like, was, he's like a, he's like a serial killer. Shrinkage fear, where he's like, "Oh no, you all got to see her boobs first. <laughs> I own her." Like he's a serial dude. killer. He's truly a serial he's killer. Like a red pill psychopath. <laughs> truly, like he. Yeah, he's he's definitely red pill. And the this weird... is like the not the most red pill episode of Jordan, <laughs> even so no. far in the series. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um... Also, I don't understand why none of them know that the lobsters in the eggs. Like, I feel like you could do pretty easily. Lo- like shellfish. Yeah, that is not something that like blends in. No, that, like, I be like hey, that shit is. You're gonna have like... pink chunk. You're gonna have pink little chunks. Like, yeah, yeah. What's this uh, sweet shellfishy meat? I think I think that he like he blended it like with like a a food processor so that it was like granular and then it's just the flavor melted it down I don't know he I think he went through great lengths to make it (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like up all night watching episodes of Emerald Live right I gotta bam this lobster just right (laughs) he like he like dried it and turned it into a salt like a a crystallized like I don't know what the fuck he did. He missed his calling. He could have been like a chef. He's like, God, I hope these eggs pass because all those lobster etouffees just were completely inedible. My lobster souffle was kaput. They're like, hey, man, these eggs are really good. He's like, it's a fucking frittata. (laughs) Get it right. Oh, my God. So So then, yeah, like and then after the eggs or after the little uh, discussion with like uh, Rachel eating the eggs, we have uh, the police show up. Yeah. Or like the game warden or something like that. Well, it's it's the police and they're knocking door to door. This guy's yeah, that that okay, wait, sorry, I was about to 
skip ahead but Keep they're going. yeah they're just knocking on people's uh you know open right. door to door they're going door to door in the hamptons right because this is the only crime going on in the hamptons is this feels, lobster theft this feels very like mayberry this is like yeah. how andy griffith <laughs> conducts an investigation is he's like right, excuse right. me mom abel did you uh <laughs> you happen to see some uh lobster trap thieves up in the park you know like um <laughs> there was some rap scallions that had some sticky fingers the other day you ever seen and, some and if you've seen if, if you've seen any Freshly cooked pies. They've been taken from the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, yeah. is next? Are we going to hear like little Timmy fell in a well? Yeah, Jesus. So uh, they do, and sure enough, uh, the the dude who's like all upset because his dad was a lobsterman is like, right. yeah, was that sack of shit? He over snitches. Yeah. He snitches. He totally sn- narks him out. Yep. Yeah. Which. I mean, I feel like uh, I thought like Michael and Kramer kind of had a relationship before this. So you would think that they would be kind of friends. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would narc on my casual friend that I let stay in the Hamptons. I mean, anyone fucked up, fucked up. Anyone that you're inviting to your house in the Hamptons, I think you're cool enough with that. You're not going to dime them out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, though. I mean. If I you have a house so. in the Hamptons, I guess you have different morals. Hashtag eat the rich. Um, right. It's true. <laughs> well, maybe that's the thing. The, these it's guys like were peak, actually... peak, peak Hamptons asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe these guys were the working class, though, like on the island because they were lobster men. Like, so they weren't really like they're kissed in like the only reason they have this but he, house. But he says that my father slaved as a lobster man to put me through law school. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, okay. He, so his he's got money. Lobster salary can go <laughs> like 70K a year law school. Like, <laughs> nah, I don't know about that, man. Um, so yeah, and then we uh we're all uh we're all gearing up and ready to go. Uh George randomly uh walks in on Rachel changing, so now he's uh seen her. Um so this was this was like a weird like sort of karmic thing for me. Why did they have to include this that like he gets his come up in by um you know making her uh go to hell by eating lobster? And then he also still gets to see her naked. Right. It's like right. way insulting. Uh, it's just weird. Like maybe even like, okay. So even when he gets what he wants, he still doesn't really like end up, you know, succeeding. Yeah. Like a monkey paw sort of thing. Yeah. Like you got what you asked for. I don't want to say that there's an extensional reason why he doesn't, why he sees the boob still, but um, maybe, I don't know. I just didn't see why they had to write this in. Yeah, no. I don't get it's it. The lobster, she could have been pissed off enough about that, you know? I feel like it could have been more like, I don't know, maybe we don't have the lobster, like the cops showing up and we have Kramer ending up seeing the tits and she's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then we get like Kramer and like, you know, Rachel kind of having a beat before the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, but it, it it does seem weird. I mean, I do like the uh, the lobster wrapped up with the cops. I mean, it's it's all right, but yeah. Um, so then we have uh, George, Jerry, and Elaine. They're driving back, um, and they're talking about like, oh, you know, Kramer's got to do community service. Cut to he's doing. He's like picking up trash on the side of the highway. They're driving down 
within a day of being caught for the crime he committed. They've which, got a quick legal system. Over yeah, this is immediate justice. I was going to no say. Shit. Yeah, they're like, don't worry, we'll have you back in New York by nightfall. Well, it's the same thing <laughs> when Babu ba- like got like you know deported or whatever. Like the, the next day, his day. Visa expired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they were quick in the Seinfeld universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, and then we have them like pulling in to get some more uh, tomatoes for George's mommy, um, and then they see. Uh, they see it was almost like thrown away. They were like, hey, look, there's Rachel. Oh, and hey, there's Dr. Pfeiffer. And then George is like, oh, where? And he sticks his head out the window and gets a tomato to the face. Right. But I was also like, whoa, we're introducing like this connection between Dr. Pfeiffer and Rachel. No, because they had just said earlier in the scene that that's why she wasn't driving with them. Right. She was uh, driving back to New York with the. Right, because uh, she, oh, okay, okay. she was weirded out about being in the car with George. I lo- I loved this George getting hit with a tomato beat, and I wanted to pitch this as like a, a new form of restorative justice for <laughs> for people who are creeps like George. We should just be able to throw tomatoes if if we right. know like Louis C.K. Anywhere he goes, we should just be able to throw a tomato at his face. Like, <laughs> right, he can it's still do comedy. Cool. Like let him keep doing his little shows. But anytime he's in public, we should be able to throw tomatoes right. in his face. Like bring yeah. back vaudeville bombing. Like yeah, you know, <laughs> like he should he should be able to like get up at the laugh factory without a tomato in the face. Yeah. Tomato, <laughs> lettuce, all sorts of different vegetables. Like, like this is the rest- we need some vegetables you have. Just we need some <laughs> kind of restorative tomato based justice. You know, I I like also that that encourages composting. So mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. It's like you could do it with like rotting ones that you're not going to use yeah. anyway. Like right, it, that right. would be even stinkier and better dude that'd be great because compost attracts ants so then you're like pelting them with like angry insects as well yeah, like yeah, good dude. good that's what they deserve they, don't be don't be a, don't be a sexual predator i would love to go over to my grandma's house and like go hey grandma can i have some of these vegetables they're like no these are for louis ck <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving these out for three months for louis ck okay <laughs> Um, so then, then we uh, quickly end on some uh, stand up um, about how hard people work to go into the ocean. Right. Um, and surfing is kind of uh, ocean throwing you back out. Right. Right. I think he's done this on a special. I want to say this is I wouldn't say a great bit, but I've, I've definitely heard this bit before. Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't super memorable to me. Honestly, I had even from my note, I was like, uh, I don't remember this. So. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I guess it's like, you know, it kind of ties in with the whole Hamptons. I mean. Yeah, my last my last note here in my notebook was cancel culture should be tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> rightly so. Rightly so. Um, I mean, if I ever told a joke and got a tomato thrown at me, I probably wouldn't say that joke again. <laughs> serves you right yeah yeah exactly um well speaking of uh comeuppance uh kate i think that brings us home would you like to hit everyone with your social media handle so that people can follow you yes i am at kate raft everywhere and uh yeah follow me i post great stuff if you're looking for selfies i'm taking them all the time 
she has so much content you guys it's yeah. it's insane and inspiring um and you guys know what to do with us you can follow us in the show notes like comment subscribe yada 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 and until next time please keep it spongeworthy <laughs>